studio with Julian on the brown note and um, I guess there are certain recurrent themes on this show and the housing market in uh, Sydney and uh, globally really is um, certainly in the western world it's almost like housing and affordability is behind sort of like climate change and <laughs> covid as uh, like the the great plague that humanity faces um in australia we've got probably the worst end of it but it it is leaching even into america now um and it, well it has done for for more than a, a couple of decades but it's it used to be in america you could always afford to buy a home it's not like that anymore but Sydney is like the epicenter of the world. I mean, the only places worse than Sydney aren't even places where people uh, expect to ever own your own home and never did in the past, somewhere like Hong Kong, where they might you know, get a very, very small flat for the entire family. But we've had two years. This is how disconnected we are. Like, we, anyone that has followed the global financial crisis says this great... There's this bit at the start where Christian Bale playing Mark Berry is talking to a potential candidate for a job and saying, do you see anything weird about the fact that uh, wages are going down, unemployment's going up, but the housing market is still rising? In Sydney, for the last two years, we've had, um, even if it's... I mean, I've often gone on about the Liberal Party and their declining economy not being reported by... The media in Australia, and that's the number one reason for the YouTube channel to exist. Thank you. Um, was that someone see me? Um, but the 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 economy has like since the Liberals took over when uh, from Labor um, over a decade ago. Well, twenty thirteen they took over. The Australian economy was ranked first or second in the world. And we've gone backwards and no one said anything. And we've got the lowest wages growth for 40 years, the lowest growth for 40 years. We've got the largest percentage of people not working full-time employed, uh, as in not having a full-time full -time contract. The lowest percentage of the workforce, sorry, the highest percentage of the workforce working a second job. And they keep telling us that unemployment is at an all-time low. Um, like by just about every metric, the economy has been tanking. But even just basing it on COVID, the last two years, how many people work in retail, own retail establishments, work in hospitality or own hospitality establishments? It would be a pretty mild guess to say that they've lost 50% of their money over the last two years. And you would imagine there would be probably, even in Sydney, maybe nearly a million people affected by that. Now, in that time, the housing market has gone up to record highs and rents have exploded. So, how? How is that possible? How is it possible when no one is getting wage increases, we have historically high costs of living, and we've just had two years of COVID knocking the living crap out of the economy, but the housing market still goes up and rents still go up. How in any way does that form follow any economic sense? I mean, I've brought this up because I've had some people come through my place. I rent a one-bedroom flat. I get the average Sydney wage, just about spot on. Now, there was a point where the average wage or birthright was to one day own your own home. The As I've mentioned several times, the average median price for a three-bedroom home in Sydney 
1981 was the equivalent of 250 grand today or three and a half times the average wage. It is in fact now more than 15 times the average wage. We're approaching like 1.5 million for the average three bedroom home in Sydney. There is a massive disconnect since 1981 and today. It started going up at the end of the 80s uh, when neoliberal economic policies uh, started to make sure that income inequality and the amount of wealth that the people had started widening, more went to the top and they used it to invest in the stock market and in property, uh, driving up prices. But since 2000 in Sydney, uh, when John Howard passed a raft of measures that gave rent, uh, people that owned more than one property and rented it out gave them an enormous tax break for that. Um, gave uh, franking credits, which has grown from 500 million a year to about eight or nine billion last year, <coughs> which is a tax giveaway to people that they then spend on the housing market, and just generous tax breaks to wealthy people left, right, and centre, who then spend that money on property. It is all largesse. We've funneled an enormous amount of money to the top end of the spectrum, who have then raised all of our living expenses mainly with rent. It used to be the birthright of you to own your own home if you earn an average wage at some point in your life. And now I'm thinking, I really hope they don't move me out of my flat because <clears throat> I don't know if I can afford a one-bedroom flat. So I've gone from owning my own three-bedroom home in 1981 to not even being able to rent a one-bedroom flat in Sydney. And that is infuriating. And it's all deliberate and it's all gone to benefit people at the top we are basically like the, the baseline of what it is affordable to live now is beyond the average wage and that isn't living in your own home that is renting out a shoebox how does how does such a rich society as sydney get into this place this is exactly the same in london and it's happened virtually over the same time frame we're the sharecroppers of the modern era. Renters are basically sharecroppers. We're going to spend our whole lives giving all of our money to somebody else. It used to be that you would pay money into a property that was your investment, that you would pass that wealth on. You would have something to show for it. I have spent 500 grand since 2004 on rent and I don't have anything. Now, the way that the system's set up, it is exclusively to people that don't already have property. If you haven't got wealth, parents that bought when it was good, or you aren't someone that's benefited from the system and have a ridiculous amount of money, you can spend a fortune on rent that used to be way above what people would spend on a mortgage, and you'll barely get a one-bedroom flat out of it now. And you'll never get a mortgage because they can't trust you to pay. I pay over $2,000 in rent a month. But <coughs> I would never qualify for a mortgage. And what would I get when it's 15 times the average wage to buy a median house? When it's probably eight or nine times the average wage to buy a two-bedroom flat? <coughs> we're basically the, the you know, we are the sharecroppers. We... This is like the ultimate embodiment of capitalism where, you know, like the big behemoth comes in and shuts down all of the small shops. 
we now got people just have rental properties and they just price everyone else out of the market because they've got the bigger thing at the start and no one can compete with them i've seen the um down the street where i live where they have um auctions and it's always the couple with their dad standing there who has a house from 1989 that's now worth two and a half million dollars that wins the auction no one can buy a house when it's 15 times the average wage no one can buy a flat when it's eight or nine times the average wage we're just shut out and the this is this is an astonishing egregience that we should be rioting in the streets about this is rich people not only keeping their money and being able to pass it on and add to it but taking our life's wages because we won't have anything left at the end we've spent all of it on their mortgage it's not our money we worked our whole lives just to pay off someone's debt just for the privilege of having a home to live in that we don't own in any way because we need one to work for them to pay off their mortgage they can't quite put us in tents yet but i'm waiting for it our parents traditionally earned less money than us and my dad owned a home his whole life and he's now living in a very very nice four-bedroom home in new zealand he worked terrible jobs on terrible wages but he bought a two-bedroom house in london a three-bedroom house in essex and now a four-bedroom house in new zealand without ever earning anything close to what i earn and i have nothing at all so why are we supporting this false economy there you know when it all crashes it's going to be us that pays as well all we've done is shift an enormous amount of money onto the bank books imagine how much money in mortgages was out there in 1980 versus how much is out there today it's all fueled by debt and it's an it has an enormously negative uh, impact on the economy because if we had decent housing affordability and decent rent affordability we could spend all that extra money in the economy in other businesses and we don't we spend it all on rent or if you're lucky on a mortgage so this is a cancer on society that is for me it's as as telling as climate change it affects so such a large proportion of our people in society already and has done for the last 15 years in sydney and it has such a negative impact on the economy and it has rendered such a large proportion of people not able to enjoy the benefits of their labor by keeping the money that they've earn in their lives or passing it on to their children because you're passing it on to someone else's children it's pretty infuriating